Hey, 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 welcome to Shifting Mindsets with Shani Podcast. This is Shani. Welcome to season three, y'all. I am so excited. We just have to keep this season rolling. Now, this season is all about Jesus changed me. Now, I love hearing about other people's testimonies because y'all know Jesus has done a miracle in my life and continues to do that day in and day out. But I want to bring you know, godly people on this podcast. So that way you can hear their testimonies and be inspired. And you know, while you're being inspired, if you have a story that you like to share, please feel free to reach out so you can be on the podcast episode as well. Without further ado, y'all, I have somebody special for y'all. I have somebody special. I've been following her on social media for a couple of years now. And I love her voice. I love what she represents just as a woman, as an individual, but most importantly, as a sister in Christ, Welcome Yolanda Oliver, y'all. So let me give you a little bit of information about her. She's a servant of God through um, in ministry and creator of God said I am, which I'll have her tell y'all a little bit more about that later. God uses her in the capacities of being an advocate, a mentor, and a coach to serve women just like her who are trauma survivors. She served in the corporate sector as an award-winning strategy a strategic and leadership coach for over 15 years. In 2020, she founded her nonprofit organization, Live Fearless Inc. And as an entrepreneur, she's established her first mentoring program in 2021, serving as a hope coach, workshop creator, and facilitator. And the most greatest and important ministry that she will ever do is being a mom to Master Joshua, her almost 20-year-old baby boy, and angel on earth, and her eldest son, Lance, who is her angel in heaven. So I know... We're going to get a chance to learn about those things that are near and dear to her heart. And I'm looking forward to hearing her testimony on that. So, hey, Yolanda, how you doing? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for trusting me um, to even have this be on this platform and share me with your audience. That takes trust. And I truly appreciate the God in you that sees the God in me that allows me to be here today. Hello, 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 everybody. Yes. Yes, yes. All right. So I want you to take me back to what it was like for you to have your first encounter with Jesus. I don't know if it was when you were a kid, teenage years, your adulthood years. Tell me what that first memory was. So what I can remember, my first encounter with Jesus probably probably was when um, we were going to this church in, in Harlem. I was probably about 12 or 13 years old. And for some people who might not know, I I used to sing a lot, right, as a lead singer. And God used me in that moment. The Holy Spirit fell on me while I was singing. Um, Yeah, and it was like nothing that I've ever experienced before. And, you know, when you get into the presence of God, it makes you want more, right? Want more of it want more of him but I do remember I was probably like 12 or 13 year old still very shy but my family and congregation always pushed me into doing what God gifted me to do and by the pushing it pushed me to God because as I'm serving and doing as he's telling me to do singing ministry and just being obedient whatever was assigned to my hand you know, I would do it. You know, that was the obedient yes, because my mama told me to do it, whether I wanted to or not. But even in all of those yeses, 
it brought me, whether I wanted to or not, it brought me closer to God. So, but I do remember that experience. I do remember the Holy Spirit falling on me. I do remember wailing and crying. Like it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me and beginning that real change in my life. Yes, yes. I can only imagine what that must have been like for you at that age, especially Mm -hmm. when you have all those hormonal changes, being in middle school, getting ready to be, you know, a teenager, like all of that just transpiring. So you telling me that you have a gift of singing, right? Is that what you're hearing? Yes. Yes. Like, you know, even up to today and in how you're your gift for singing um, has inspired you? So, you know what? I believe because I think that it was the singing that prepared me to be in front of people and minister. So Mm -hmm. from being being able to be able to minister and lead people to in worship, right? Leading people to, you know, to that, through that worship experience, it also built my God confidence to be able to not only sing, but be able to actually speak and encourage people through word. So Mm -hmm. I feel like there was definitely a transformation where I went from God used me as a vehicle to, you know, sing his word to now be able to encourage women by speaking and sharing his word. So it's kind of like he was taking me on a path of like building my confidence. Like, this is what you're comfortable in doing. What I wasn't comfortable in doing was speaking out and talking about God and things like I wasn't comfortable with that. But as I started to, you know, as you start to sing and you start to worship, then you start to talk about the word of God and talk about what he's mm-hmm. done and be a testimony through your words. And then that builds your confidence to be able to actually have conversations with people about Christ you know, be able to sit around women and teach, um, you know, I've been used in the form of like a Sunday school teacher and things like that. So it's it built me in that form, it started me there because I was comfortable. I was comfortable singing, but mm-hmm. I needed to build that confidence to be able to, in God and build that confidence to be a voice, whether it be singing or verbal to others. And that's what I think he did a transformation for me. So you don't really hear, I do sing, I love to sing, but now I do more talking and teaching because that's where I'm led to do now. Yes. And that's so wonderful how God, how you naturally have a talent and people can see you with that talent, right? But behind that talent, God is shaping and molding you for his glory. And you don't know it typically in the midst of all of it. And other people don't, you know, he's not going to expose that to other people. Mm -mm. But when you start elevating, you know, naturally, because you're being obedient, you have to be obedient if you get to that part, you know, so I commend you for that obedience, even at a young age. Right. And even talk about the obedience part, right? Because it's like, you know, you're being pushed to do stuff like, oh, I don't talk. Like, I'm too shy to talk. You want me to talk? You want me to teach? No, you don't. You really didn't mean that. You mean, God really pointed out somebody else. They didn't tell me. And I used to give a lot of pushback because of fear, because I felt I wasn't good enough. Because, you know, even though I knew God used me in one way, I couldn't see him using me in a different way. Like I looked at other people like, oh yeah, they're amazing. They, you know, they're great. That's who you need as the speaker. You don't need me speaking. You need them. Yeah, yeah. And I have a similar story relating to that is that I grew up very shy. Mm-hmm. So when God started making me into like boldness, it's like, 
I was like, what in the world? You know, I'm the little girl that walk past you and won't say nothing. You'll have a full-blown conversation with me and I'll act like I didn't hear you because there was so much fear. But right. Enemy, you know, had I had an encounter with the enemy before I had an encounter with Jesus. Yes. 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 My storyline, which mm-hmm. you know, led me to going through a whole lot. But um, mm-hmm. I, I love that that you were able to, you know, embark on your journey and have a, a great testimony behind it. But I know that with the great testimony, you know, there's a lot of triumphs and you know, some significant life events and things of that. Right. Day that you had to go through. And I'm, right. I'm sure it, it helped strengthen you and mm-hmm. God used whatever the enemy tried to do to attack you in any way for his glory and change yes. that thing around. But I want to okay. hear about, you know, was there a significant traumatic event that you'd be comfortable with sharing that, you know, that really took you out of who you were, but God brought you into who you were supposed to be, who he designed you to be? Sure. So I can remember um, there's quite a few events, right? Traumatic events have happened in my life, you know, and I'm not sure if you are, if you know that I'm a survivor of domestic violence. So I started in my first domestic violence relationship when I was 19. And my last domestic violence relationship ended like when I was 36. So you're talking almost two decades of in and out of domestic violence relationships from not, you know, at first they were physical, right? My first two were physical. Then at some point I said, I'm never going to let anybody hit me anymore. And then it went from me not realizing and not doing the healing. I'm just moving into an, uh, um, a psychologically abusive relationship. So verbal abuse, psychological abuse, things like that. So I will say that the, those traumatic events that happen, you know, ha- being abused and being told that you're not good enough or you're not worthy or, you know, always doing the comparison and all of those things that I went through, you know, when I finally, when the light clicked, right? Because, you know, when you go through those type of experiences or domestic violence or any type of abuse, right? At some point, the light turns on. And when the light turned on, it said no more. Mm. So I needed to, God said, you need to free yourself completely of men because there's so much trauma from when I was younger that I never healed from that, you know, the way my, I viewed relationships was from, I saw my mom and my dad. So let me just back up. My dad abused my mom. My mom left, right? Um, so at the age of 11 or 12, my mother, and I give her all the credit in the world because when people in that time were telling you, you should stay, she had the courage to leave. So I have my mom as an example of, you don't have to take this, right? But I was so insecure and so fearful and just had no, I won't even say low self-esteem, no self-esteem because of me not, not, not feeling like I'm good enough or whatever. So I just clinged on to anybody that just looked at me, not realized. And then those people just kept re- representing themselves just in a different body over and over and over again. until God said, free yourself because you need to heal. And once I said, this is it, you know, after my last relationship and everything that he said to me, you know, to make me feel like I was the crap on the bottom of his shoe and the light went on 
and I just totally ended all contact. And from there on, I, I just started to focus, you know, cause we get to choose what we believe, right? So we can choose to believe what's right and what's good, or we can choose to believe the wrong. So at some point I had to say, you have to make a choice to believe something different. And that's what that path took me on, the choice to believe something different because God said something different. So then, you know, I went through traditional therapy. I went through spiritual counseling and, you know, you know, all of the processes to heal and really go and, and work on me. Right. Because I can't be whole for my son. I can't be whole for anyone else if I'm not whole for me. So going through those processes of healing is what led me closer to God because I started to draw closer to God. God was my strength, not depending on a man to tell me I look good to make me feel good. I built my confidence in God and what God says about me, what God believes about me, what God has for me, the promises that God has laid up for me, the purpose that he planned for me before I was even in my mother's womb. That's what I started to believe in. And that's what really changed my life. And I don't yes. even know if I answered your question, but I know I said, <laughs> oh, glory, glory. Yes, you did. You did. And some, and I love that. And that's what <laughs> is in this podcast is is because you know I want you to be able to tell your story and not shortchange your story because we know that there's something deeper beyond that testimony we know okay yeah you Yolanda dealt with domestic violence relationships but okay well let's go ahead and go back to childhood oh you saw this in your household this has been a generational pattern right. you know and God said you know what I did this with your mom but watch this. I'm going to do this with you because we yeah. have to break free from this thing off the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So now we're free. <laughs> and so I'm grateful. Free. So grateful. Yes. Because then you can live with clear clarity of thought. You can live, especially with Jesus on that side, we can do any old thing. We can do everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just such a freeing experience to know that my treasures or my thoughts or my feelings or how I feel about myself is not caught up in me. It's caught up in what God says about me. Yes. Yes. And you know what? Um, So many people get wrapped up on what man says. You know what? Man says a lot of things. They just, you know, just random things. Man say things from the pit of their stomach when they're in pain. So they're speaking Uh from their pain. They're not speaking for rationality. God's law, his words, his promises, those are written in stone. That is factual information. So when you get information from man, but that's how you grow into this world. Like that's what you start hearing. Are hearing information from people because they're talking to you. But exactly. when you start building a relationship with God, you start understanding what His voice sounds like, and right. it's easier for you to rid yourself of the voice of other people. And mm-hmm. then you start coming into agreement with God, and you're out of agreement with man. You right. know, and that's why He needs us to be anyway to really shape and mold us and to do the work that we need to do here on this earth. And Absolutely. I love that you did that. You know, like Absolutely. I know who I am. Yeah. And it takes a lot of work, right? Because it's a constant reminder. It's not just one thing that you just pick it up and you get it one day. It has to be constant. You have to be committed to staying in and staying focused and lean in. You know, as as I always say, let's lean in and lean in harder because we got to lean into God because he's already there. We're the ones that got to lean in. He's waiting for us to lean. (laughs) He is waiting on us. He's waiting on us. So 
Yeah, yeah. And when you've been introduced to certain things and ways of living, ways of thinking, just ways of existing from your mm-hmm. childhood, you know how kids are. We're, we're, we're sponges. We just absorb everything. And right. we don't even know what to do with half the information that we're that getting. That we get so, we just growing up and just applying it left and right. And then that's when God says, all right, you done? You finished? You know, right. like, okay. You <laughs> now can I get my turn, please? Hello, okay. can I get up in here, please? <laughs> yes, yes. So then when we're tired and burnt out, and this is that's my testimony, I was tired and burnt out. And I was like, I'm doing something wrong. But I've always been that person that's been very determined. I say, you know what, whatever I'm getting wrong, I got to get it right. So right. me being shy, I said, I can't be shy all my life. In oh college, my I took a speech class. I made sure whatever jobs I worked at, I was going to be challenged. I took challenges and I was like, okay, I got to break free from this thing. I don't know right. what it is holding me back, but mm-hmm. I don't like it because I just feel like I'm supposed to be doing something different in life. I know what is around me and what I have available to me if I operate and don't change. Right. So I was like, well, you know what, something, something got to be different and right. whatever that difference is, I'm going to create it in my mind, you know, mm-hmm. but while that was God depositing information into right. me, but also information that was already in my heart, he already told me he created the desires of my heart, which is why right. when I ask and pray for certain things, I can receive it naturally. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. So- absolutely. Absolutely. And when you pray for certain things and know that it's not God's will, we can accept it too, because we know that it's all about God's will and his perfect will be done in us and for us. So yes. Yes, yes. And you know what? What's funny about that is that you don't understand, you know, why he's giving you that no. Like he's giving me so many no's and I'm thinking it's something else. I'm thinking it's the enemy trying to you know, impede on or what's mine already. And God saying, you're not ready yet. Right. So instead of me questioning that, no, I said, God, what do you need me to do to get ready? What do I right. need to prepare? I always, yeah, because I always say he's, most of the time, God is saving us from ourselves in one way or another. When he's telling us no, he's saving us from ourselves. Mm-hmm. Saving us from ourselves. And when you start to learn that, because now, you know, I look in retrospect, like even with some of the relationships that I had, and I'm like, okay, even if I was in a relationship with one of these men, I can imagine how my life would have ended up or how I could be dead. I could be in jail. There's so many different things that could have happened, right? But God saved me from myself that while he removed them out of my life, helped me change my mindset when I was ready to receive that something had to happen, right? Because he's already there saying, daughter, you got to do something different. But then I have to be willing to accept that. So I have to do something different. And once I receive that, but yeah, he's always saving us from ourselves. That's why I say he's such a good, good father. Like, even when we mess up and get ourselves into those situations, he will always find a way of escape for us because he will save us from ourselves. Yes, yes. And you know what? I love his correction because... (laughs) telling you that pain that you go through when you do something you didn't have no business doing but when he corrects you mm-hmm. it, it takes away that pain because now right. it's like okay now your attention is on him because right like me I take accountability I say mm-hmm. you know I, I did that I I repent for whatever I did by not listening and continuing to follow through and jump into old habits right what do I do now right. oh it, all he does is tell me what did I tell you to do before the right he, and I'll be what like, you know what, you're right, you did, you did tell me to do that, all right, now, now it's locked in my membrane, right, and I'm not going to go back, 
Right. And I love the word that you said, accountability, because a lot of the growth journey in God is about being accountable, right? Mm-hmm. To acknowledge where you, where you, where you fell short, where you did wrong, where you did something you knew you wasn't supposed to do, but you did it anyway. It's acknowledging that because he, he loves that, that we are honest and true because he already knows our heart. But he loves when we come to him honestly and take accountability because then that allows us and that we become slaves to him, not in the, you know, slave to him and his will for our life that allows him to move. The best way that he can move is when we release ourselves to him, take accountability for our actions and move forward and do something different, which is what he tells us to do. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, you know, when he takes us through deliverance, you know, and getting us out of those confined spaces out of captivity and things of that nature, we have to find a a way to maintain all of that. So think about what do you do to help maintain the things that God has healed you from? So for me, it's, it's staying focused on the goal, right? It's, and keeping myself deeply connected. Like, you know, that's why I always say it's really important to have foundation. So whether it be whatever your circle is, go create those life patterns for yourself. So if it's, you know, making sure you're reading your scripture, making sure you reading devotionals, making sure you're in Bible study, making sure you surround yourself with people who add value, Right who see the value that God has placed in you and are always there to support you. Make sure that you're setting those disciplines for yourself are so important because it's easy. Like life can take you off kilter. Right. And I, you know, when I tell people like I was single for like, you know, seven or eight years, not engaging with nobody for nothing, because it was more important for me to get this right and get this right and get my life right with God, right? Because I'm the mother of someone, right? And I said, that was the biggest thing for me was being Joshua's mom. And um, being healed and healed and healthy for him, and not always having to wear a mask. For so many years, like pretty much all of my life, I've been wearing a mask. So now how do I live true and free? You know, from being young and being in a household of abuse, you have to come outside and act like everything's okay. But everything's not okay. You know, my dad came home and he was bad and we didn't know when he came home, we were afraid because it's like, okay, is he going to come home and be happy or is he going to come home and be mad? Because if he comes home and be mad, that's going to be a problem. We didn't sleep at night, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. So living in that type of turmoil in your developmental years, right? And then going through, I've lived a life of a mask. I've been acting and I should have an Oscar for acting for over 30 years. So for me, once I really started to lean into God and start healing, I put in practices for myself to be consistent, right? And then it's even back to, you know, I've talked a lot about affirmations and making sure I affirm myself. I believe in writing down and journaling. And the biggest thing for me is always when I'm hearing something, sorry about that, what is that? When I'm hearing something negative in my headspace, right? Because me, it's always the battle of the headspace. So it's like, you got the, you got the devil talking, but you got God talking here. Right. So how do I divide what is real and what is not? And I know the devil, everything that he says ain't true, right? It's his job to lie and make us believe it's truth. Right. So what I always do, one of the biggest things for me is when I start hearing negative things, I write. And then I write down what I'm hearing negative and then what I know God's word says about me. And then that helps me divide 
and get refocused back on what I know is true, which is what God says. And that's a huge, that's been such a huge tool for me because I always say when you deal with, you know, in low self-esteem and things, so much happens in this headspace. And if you don't give it a freedom to be released, it'll stay up here in your mind and it'll <laughs> keep circling in your headspace and you'll never be able to get it out. So you'll keep work in that hamster wheel, as I call it, you'll stay in the hamster wheel of the mind. So it's so important that you get it out. So when I went through therapy, that was one of the tools that I consistently use to this day because my therapist said, you have so much going on in here. It's too many things happening here. You have to put that out on paper. You need to be able to, because I'm a visual learner, right? And I'm a kinesthetic learner. So me seeing things, it helps me attach to it. So by writing it out, right? And putting it on paper, that allows me to see, nah, girl, you wrote that, that you know that ain't true yourself together <laughs> yes, yes. So that's one of the biggest tools that has helped me and I always talk about journaling and the power of journaling if you use it in a way that works best for you and that for me has truly worked for me and this has been what seven eight nine ten years now yes yes and I love it you know um in your mind you hear your voice and you think it's your voice. But when you say, let me put these words out on paper, let me look at them with my human eyes, but you're really looking at it with your spiritual eyes. Right. It helps you to discern what's really for you and what's not for you because right. you have also read that Bible. And that's the right. important thing. You, you know your right. word because you read your Bible. That's, and that's right. what the voice of God says. Um, and then just having that practice, that habit that you keep up right. with, it helps mm -hmm. you to yourself it, it helps release all of those negative thoughts mm -hmm. about you that have nothing to do with you nothing to do with me exactly and I th that's why I believe we all need a release whatever that looks like or feels like for all of us and we need to do it consistently because life happens all the time right life is happening every day right life is life and <laughs> But we need to have those protocols in place, like you said. What things do you do? Those protocols in place so that we can release and and do it on a regular basis. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So um, I know that your your social media handle is what is it? It's God. God said I am. I am, mm -hmm. and I love that so much. I was just repeating that as I was looking at your information before we started the podcast today, and I was like that is pretty powerful. Like I've mm -hmm. seen it and thought of that, but then I didn't sit and meditate it with it. For mm -hmm. Tell me about that, of, you know, why you have that name. So you might know that I've gone through a couple of transformations with my social media pages and things like that. <laughs> Believing that I was following the will of God, but over the past, I want to say year, year and a half God has really been speaking to me because like I told you one of my areas that I focus on is the you know my mind and focusing on what God says about me so God said I am we women need to walk in the power of God knowing what God says we are and that's why I said that's what has empowered like I said I'm empowered by God because he said I am he said I am he said, I am. And that's why, um, you know, I was glad I was grateful that the handle was available because God spoke to me and said, God said, I am, because that's words that I use all the time. God said, I am this. God said, I am that. And like I said, when I journal, I'm always writing. God said, I am God. So God said, God said, I am. That's the name of the business. That's the name of the business. This is what you're going to move with. God said, I am. And honestly, 
you know, at first I was like, oh, but then I'm going to, you know, start all over and, and, you know, nobody's going to follow me and people are going to get confused and nobody, mm-mm, God said, God said I am. So I just was obedient to it. But the, but the blessing that the, that the page has had so far and the testimonies and the engagement, because people are being blessed by that page and just coming to the page to be curious and ask questions about God. Um, you know, I get a lot of questions about Bible study and where do you start reading the Bible and what devotions do you read and where do you go for this and reference tools. And, and I, so I'm just grateful that I was obedient to God. And now I'm really moving in his purpose and his power um, to really, um, like I always say, this is a daily walk for me. So as I'm doing this walk for me, I'm just bringing other women on the journey with me. And we're going to just lean into God harder, learn more about God and build a personal relationship with him because that's what he desires most from us. Absolutely. And you know, we're two or more gathered. My goodness. Okay. There's so much power that, you know, we can't be shaken. We can't be moved when the enemy tries to attack because God is already strong or his own, right. but when he, cause he gave us that, that dominion over earth, it's like when more of us are connected with him, yes. everything can shake the way that it needs right. to his earth. And we right. know that there's a lot of shaking that needs to take place, shaking down all of these demonic strongholds, Amen. placing it in the government, in yes. the church, you know, every in the school system, in the every school, everywhere. You know, marriages like oh my goodness but it's such a blessing to be a part of this journey yes it's, it's yes. challenging you know at times behind the scenes but the reward my god is right. great it's right great. and the reward is eternal like we think about the reward here which he wants us to live a good and blessed life but sometimes we define blessed may not be the same definition as what God says blessed because some people think blessed is like plentiful all the time everything's great that's not what God we we will experience trouble his word tells us that right but the 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 biggest gift is the eternal gift that we get absolutely absolutely and that's a promise right Mm -hmm. that promise is a promise right faith on that and uh, earlier I, um, when you were speaking about um, like singing and using your gift and, and you know and elevating and things of that nature it put me in remembrance of the scripture faith without works is dead you know mm-hmm. so you had to take action and yes. show up and utilize the gift that yes. you had in order for God to continue to add on to you absolutely um, with those steps so. right Right. And I always, like, I always say for every woman who might be listening to this, like the one thing that I pray is that your faith never fail. Hope and your, your hope and your faith never fail. you. Yes. Yes. You can never go wrong if, if you keep those standing tall. Yes. You know, because that is yes. a strategy. That is a strategy that God gave us. And it's a simple right. strategy. It really is. And like I said, when you're feeling a little weak, find somebody that you can lean on. You can borrow somebody else. <laughs> you don't have to do it by yourself. Lean on somebody else and lean back with you so that you can get where you need to be so you can have faith and hope. Yes. Absolutely. And for those women out there listening to this or watching it on YouTube, listen, um, get with a group of women, start building those relationships, start yes. praying that you can encounter those relationships. Right. Many of are sitting at home desiring those relationships, but faith without works is dead. So we have to get ourselves out of the community and start building right. right. with first. <laughs> that is so good. Yes, because faith get yourself out there. I, I read something the other day. I'm just gonna try to paraphrase it. 
is that, you know, sometimes we're sitting back waiting to, to have to a friend to be said to us when we have the ability to go be a friend. So mm-hmm. why not go be the friend that you desire to be to to receive? And then you don't know what type of relationship or partnership that God will foster in you making that effort to be the friend that you desire or that you need to someone else. Yes, yes. And, and gone are the days of, you know, you being friends with the, you know, having your childhood friends and y'all being besties forever. No, because most of the time we trauma bond and that's how we right. form friendship so we have so to know the way so that right. we can receive exactly what we need you know that's people don't talk true. enough about that when it comes to the friendships they talk about the intimate relationships and things mm-hmm. like that. oh Damn. yeah talk about the be- the best friends and the childhood friendships that you refuse to let go of you know right yeah absolutely right and it's so true that's why I always talk about relationships right even though and it's building healthy relationships, not just in a romantic perspective, but with your family, with your friends. And I always say, well, you know, when we were younger, we didn't talk, we weren't really taught how to, you know, resolve conflict. We didn't, we weren't taught about, you know, how do you express how you feel in a healthy way and be able to receive that information? Like those are the skills that we, at me, almost being 50. And, you know, I'm learning that in my, you know, 40s, you know, where, you know, if we had learned some of those skill sets when we were younger, we would know how to build healthy relationships with each other like God desires, as opposed to toxic, you know, relationships, even friendships sometimes can be very toxic. So it's so important. And I pray that every woman find a safe, safe relationships with people that you trust, who trust you, right? And who you all are journeying to guide yourself towards God um, and, and to the to the best source that we have, which is God. Yes, he's the greatest. He's the greatest. Mm-hmm. So, oh my goodness. This was such a blessing to be able to have you on now. I have to make sure that I read scripture because I tell people to read the Bibles, but they don't. But guess what? I always read a scripture on every podcast and I'm going to read your favorite scripture. And then I want you yes, to tell me a little bit about why it's yes. your favorite. All right. So Philippians 4 and 8 says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Yes. And the reason why that's my favorite is because remember, I talked about we can choose what we think about. We can choose what we believe. Right. So I that encourages me to know. Thank you, Paul, for writing that. That encourages me to know that I can choose to think on the positive or I can choose to think on the negative. So if I'm going to think positive, it's everything that's lovely, everything that is good, everything that is righteous, everything that is excellent. That's the things that I'm going to choose to believe in, because every day we get up. Right. God blesses us with an opportunity to rise. And with that opportunity, what you're going to do with it? And I'm going to choose to focus on the good. And that's why I love it because that's always a reminder to me. And I read it every morning because I can choose in any situation, right? It could be in the middle of the day. I can choose to say, hey, mm -hmm, I'm going to gossip about that person today because it just feels hot in the office today. And we're going to, or I can choose to go rock myself in my office like I always do and focus on my work. (laughs) So it's like, you have a choice of what you can do. And I love that. That's a reminder to me that every day I can choose what I think, what I believe, what I say, how I act, how I exhibit God to other people, how I'm his light here on the earth. That is a choice. Yes, yes. And you have everything written down for you. And you, it's all mm-hmm. about remembering it, meditating on it, and right. making sure you walk in it day in and day right. out. And right. there's no way that you can lose with that. Right. That's, that's 
clear strategy. And I pray that somebody out there listens to this and starts to implement that immediately because I, I hear God's voice on the inside of you as you're speaking. You know what I'm saying? And there's a grace about that, you know? So it is. Um, it really, really is. But, you know, like you just, like you said earlier, it's not easy, right? And, and that's why it's always important to have sisters, partners, um, people, family who, who support you, who undergird you to support you on the way. So when they see you slipping, they can lean in and grab you back. So because we weren't meant to do life alone, right? But it's always important to find safe safety, right? People that you trust, who trust you and the God that's in you. That's so important, you know, because we people, we take trust in relationships real, you know, just because you feel comfortable doesn't mean that you can trust, right? And trusting the God in you because somebody who loves you enough and trusts the God in you will always want you to be your best, do your best. And they're going to encourage you to do that all the time. Yes. Yep. Yep. You need that. You can take accountability, but you also need somebody to, you know, call you on your stuff Thank you. yep. Stick off track. You need somebody to mm-hmm. give you that praise, you know, yep. and vice versa. You need to be able to be that person to show up and give that to other people. Cause that's our right. responsibility. In the body oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to hear about maybe what you have going on, what people can look forward to, tell them where they can find you so that that way they can be sure to follow your ministry. Sure. So right now I'm just focused on doing a few conversations and I call them um, social conversations. Tomorrow I'm hosting um, the prayers of a single woman's heart, right? Because we all, I'm a single woman, right? (laughs) We have some prayers that we need to talk about and we go through experiences, right? That sometimes we feel like we've only been through. So sometimes our guard is up because we feel like nobody's going to understand this. And a part, part of it is to know that God is with us. I think sometimes, like I tell people, I was like, you know, there were single women in the Bible, right? And they'd be like, for real? Yes, yes. So this is not something new, right? In 20, you know, 2023, single women, 49% of the women in the United States are single. This is nothing new. So it's really an encouragement. So I'm going to be hosting a few of those this year. Um, and then my, um, my workshop, but I call it, uh, it's a program. Um, it's called, um, why am I drawing a blank right now? But I have a program. It's a 12-week program. And what I'm really focused on in the program is focused on self-forgiveness because um, therefore, there is, therefore there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And I, I know, because I know from my own experience that we hold ourselves hostage to the things that have happened in the past, the things that we've allowed to happen to, in the past. And this is really a walking journey through self-forgiveness and understanding that God has already forgiven you. Now from there, what you going to do with it? We're going to build a relationship with God. We talk a lot about religion versus relationship. And what's the difference? Because people get stuck, especially if people who are new believers or people who might want to be build a relationship with God, they get stuck in the religion phase and thinking that it's rituals and religion versus what God desires, which is relationship. And then we go on a, a full journey with building out a relationship. What does your relationship plan look like with God? So I have my program is going to come in the summer and then I'm do what's called read out loud with God said I am in friends. And yeah, so every night at 8, 15 PM, we get on Instagram live and we read one chapter of the Bible together out loud. 
And the purpose of that is really to um, declare God's word, which is what we believe out loud. Um, speaking and you know reading out loud helps us to remember, and that's what allows us to hide God's word in our heart. And then you know um, we want to believe, you know we want to make sure we declare what God says about us and about our lives. And then it's also the goal is to build a community of women who are working on developing their relationship with God and committed to developing their relationship with God. Yes, yes. I love that so much. It's, it's so beautiful. And I will be sure to grab the links from you so that way everybody can have access to it. If they're watching this on YouTube and on the podcast, they'll know how to go to the YouTube to be able to click on those links, um, you know, get connected with you on your social media because you have some really great things that we need as people. Thank so thank you. you for doing that. Thank you for, you know, taking taking the role, you know, really yes. watching. God given purpose and truth um and, and being a blessing to us all you thank you and thank today. you for what you do and thank you for being a blessing to us all I love your podcast I love the nuggets that you share like you have definitely been a blessing to me from when we first like met with um what was um with Bohemia Kids because that's oh. how we met that's how how we met each other yes and I've been following your journey ever since and I love the information that you share about your healing and your journey because it just motivates and inspires me to know hey I'm not by myself somebody went through something it might be a little bit different but they're on that path to seeking God and developing that relationship God and getting deeper so I love that I love the information you share about your son and and when he was on the podcast I thought that was the cutest thing (laughs) my son won't do that but okay (laughs) <laughs> hey you gotta bribe him a little bit like you know what you do this <laughs> me you know <laughs> all right love, all it, right. love it love it well, it has been a blessing thank you so much thank Audience. you yes yes you're welcome okay y'all be blessed we'll talk to you soon i love y'all peace thank you